Hello, and welcome back to In God We Trust podcast. Today we are reading 2 Peter, and we read 1 Peter two weeks ago here, and I figured uh, I might as well just finish it, but I should have done it where I did like 1 Peter, 2 Peter, so in the future I'll probably do that. Like if I'm reading like 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, yeah, I'll I'll stick to it, you know. But I don't know why I just... Um, I don't really have a schedule for this at all, but yeah, some things in the future, I think I'm going to jump around to the Old Testament and mix things up so it's not all the New Testament. So today, if anyone does not know, uh, 2 Peter is in the New Testament, and it is kind of towards the end of the book of the New Testament, and it is right before James. It goes James, 1 Peter, 2 Peter. So, yeah, that's what we're reading today. There's only three chapters, but I think they are a little bit longer uh, of chapters. Yeah, I'm not sure how long it'll be today, but I don't think it'll be like the normal 30 minutes. It might be a little bit shorter, just an FYI for you guys. So I will read the little opening. That's the first book. It is the how, whom, to whom, and what, when, all those questions, and it'll answer those, so... Okay, here we go. How does 2 Peter show us God's love? In 2 Peter, God shows his concern for people who will be attacked by false teachings. God does not want us to be led astray and lose hold of his promises. To protect us against false teachings, he reassures us that the word we have in Scripture is his own word. Even more important, he confirms that Jesus is his true Son. We can certainly count on Jesus to be our Savior. Whom did God inspire to write this book? Peter, a disciple of Jesus, wrote this book, as well as 1 Peter. To whom was this letter first written? This book is a letter Peter sent to Christians everywhere. When was this letter written? This book was written about A.D. 67. What special messages does this book give us? The book of 2 Peter directs Christians to the truth of Christ and warns them against false teachers. It has a very clear teaching that the Bible is truly God's word because men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. This book has also detailed information about the end of the world. What are some important teachings in this book? The Bible is God's sure word. What false teachers are like. How the world will end. Okay, so now I will read 2 Peter chapter 1. Here we go. Simon Peter a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Okay, so there's a few little books inside of this first chapter. And the first one is Making One's Calling and Election Sure. Second one is prophecy of scripture. And then that is the end of the first chapter. So the first book, 
I will read is the first little side book inside of the first chapter is Making One's Calling and Election Sure. Okay, here we go. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and goodness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promise, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, so now the second book inside of the first chapter is Prophecy of Scripture. So, I will read that right now. And there's a few little side notes along the way. Words to remember, and did you know? Here we go. So, I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them, and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside, as our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure you will always be able to remember these things. Okay, here are some words to remember. It is Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. Prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'll continue the reading now. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. Okay, here's a did you know. Why do we trust the Bible? We trust the Bible because we know that God spoke through the people who wrote it. Nothing in the Bible is invented. It is all true. Okay, I will continue the reading. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain. And you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man. But men spoke from God, 
as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so that is the end of the first chapter. Now we will start the second one. There is only one little book, one little title, I guess. That's just what I call them. Uh, and it is False Teachers and Their Destruction. But there is also a little side note on the side, so I will read that as well. Here we go. Second Peter chapter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who brought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into disrepute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. Okay, here's a did you know. What is a false teacher? A false teacher is a person who teaches what is not true instead of what the Bible says. Peter uses strong language here to describe what he thinks of false teachers and what will happen to them in the end. Okay, I will continue the reading. We are on verse 4 of chapter 2. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them into gloomy dungeons to be held for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly, and if he rescued Lot, a righteous man, who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men. For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment, while continuing their punishment. This is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the sinful nature and despise authority. Bold and Arrogant These men are not afraid to slander celestial beings. Yet even angels, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not bring slanderous accusations against such beings in the presence of our Lord. But these men blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like brute beasts, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. And like beasts, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to corrose in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, revealing in their pleasures while they feast with you. With eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. They are experts in greed and a curse broad. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bor, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, a beast without speech, who spoke with a man's voice 
and restrain the prophet's madness. These men are springs without water, and mists driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is reserved for them, for they mouth empty, boastful words, and, by appealing to the lustful desires of sinful human nature, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. For a man is a slave to whatever has mastered him. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit, and a sow that is washed goes back to her wallowing in the mud. Okay, now we are on the third chapter here, and the little title is The Day of the Lord. And there is also a Did You Know in between this chapter, and there's a few words to remember at the end, and there's also a Let's Live It at the bottom. These are all side notes that they put in there. So, let's get right into it. Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you to the wholesome thinking. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the command given by our Lord and Savior through your apostles. First of all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, Where is this coming he promised? Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has been since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forget that long ago by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also the world of what time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Okay, here is a did you know? It's a side note. How will the world end? After Jesus comes back, the universe will be burned up. Then God will create a new heaven and new earth to be home for the people who followed and loved Jesus. Okay, I will continue the reading now. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives. As you look forward to the day of God and speeds its coming, 
that day will bring about the destruction of heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which arrogant and unstable people distort, as they do in other scriptures, to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you already know this, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawless men and fall from your secure position, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him will be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Okay, here are some words to remember. There are two separate ones, and I'll read those to you. Here we go. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Okay, here's the second words to remember. This is chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Okay, so that is the end of Peter chapter 3. My bad, Second Peter chapter 3. Okay, well that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, that is Second Peter, the whole book of it. And I'm not sure what we'll jump to next week, but it will be something and it'll be fun. So, okay, well thank you for listening. Have a great day and God bless. Mm-hmm.